This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And we're back for another episode of Marking Out. That's Marking Out 99. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on MarkingOut.com. And you can stream it live from your telephone on Stitcher Radio. I have to recognize Nick Matocho for designing our logo. Follow him at Nick Matocho. As well as Ring Rope Rebellion for doing our theme music. You could follow them at Ring Rope Rebel, at Ring Rope Riley, at Ring Rope Garrick, at Half Blood Cajun. Um, I am your host, Brandon, who you could follow on Twitter at BTTG161. And I'm doing awesome as always. I'm here with Chris. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Chris, how you doing? Hi. That's it? Yeah, that's it. And I'm also here with hashtag no Twitter Dave, Cousin David, 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 Armando Gala, David, Jin Dave Mahal. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm ready to get this show going. Yeah. So let's get into the talk. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Brandon? I don't know. Let's talk about TNA Impact. Sure. All right. What let's about, do what, what about TNA Impact? We have two weeks of impact to talk about. Yeah, I know. First, and and this is the point of the show where everybody just stops listening or tries to fast forward to going through this. You guys didn't even mention this is the last episode of Marking Out in 2012. So, yeah, we had a huge year. Yep, we, we we grew a lot. I grew a lot in pounds. Did you? Did no, you really? no, no. I've stayed the same. Yeah. All right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll talk about the year of 2012 later on in the show. But uh, let's get on to the. Yeah. As we said, since we did a full on, and you know what? Also, too, I, I'm I'm tangenting here. We survived. We survived the Mayan apocalypse, guys. We did it. Yeah. We, we, did, we it. did it. We did it. Great. Um, they won. They lost. Christmas was good. Yeah. How was your Jews day out, guys? It was good. Met up with family. Yeah? Did you guys eat Chinese food? Nope. We watched the Nick game and uh, had Zorns. And Zorns. Okay. I actually celebrated Christmas, I guess you would say that, on Wednesday. Is that Christmas Day? That's Boxing Day. Oh, no. Not Wednesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. It's Christmas Day? Yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah, okay. So I went over to my friend's house who's Jewish. They, I guess, ever since he was a kid, full Jew, they celebrate Christmas. So for whatever reason, I went. And I got a present too, so it worked out. <laughs> Where'd you get an action figure, Brandon? No, I got twenty bucks, which is as good as an action figure. Because you can buy an action figure with that twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, Leah, we keep going on tangents about talking about Impact Wrestling, but we got to talk about it. We got two weeks of Impact Wrestling since we gave you guys a full WWE week last week. So we're gonna go back two weeks in our little time machine here. Hop in DeLorean and go back to Impact Wrestling from two weeks ago. Championship Thursday. But the good news is this won't be a full TNA episode. Yeah, because the episode would be like 15 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, so... We'll, That's the good news. Yeah, so we will uh, do... By some- the way, speaking of tangents, I hope you enjoyed the Marky Awards. Please go keep listening to that. Yeah, go listen to the Marky Awards. Listen, just or, or just listen to Brandon laugh 800 times in a row like I did. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that was the best part of the episode. Just me. Just be the, the, those random occurrences. 
we definitely definitely love. All right, let's start off with um, so as I said, Championship Thursday. Uh, Devon was defending his TV title. This is the whole storyline: was Aces and Eights and Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle wanted a shot at the TV title. Challenge Devon. Um, Devon wins because of the interaction with Aces and Eights and Kurt Angle's little stable that he has going on. And uh, Aces and Eights reap the benefits of it with having a masked man attack Kurt Angle from behind and helping Devon get the win. Yeah, he got nailed with the pipe. Yeah. It, it's always the pipe, though, right? That's the, or the ballpen hammer, too. Okay. That's the that's their other big uh big weapon. Uh you know, later in the night it looked like Aces and Aces was going to come out and attack Hulk Hogan who was, you know, thanking the fans for a wonderful year in 2012 for Impact Wrestling. Bully Ray comes out and makes the save, but this you know, this this these are two storylines that are kind of blending into each other. You have Bully Ray trying to help out Hulk Hogan with Aces and Aces. Hulk Hogan doesn't want anything to do with Bully Ray because Bully Ray is apparently dating his daughter. We saw at the end of Impact Wrestling, uh, Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray making out in the parking lot. It's just not fair. Why is it not fair? Because I don't understand how all the – like, am I going to have to become a wrestler to make out with Brooke Hogan? Yeah, probably. <laughs> or you just have to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> she was like, yeah. oh, my God, you have red hair and not throw up and, and – uh, get off the train and she'll actually get on the train. Who do you think they're going to choose for the wrestle of the year? Because apparently Hogan uh, is going to announce the wrestle of the year on the third. Yeah, on the third. Um, it's going to be Jeff Hardy. It's, if, it's, if it's fan voted, it's going to be Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be either... Uh, yeah, Jeff Hardy. But, you know, speaking of Aces and H trying to attack Hulk Hogan, it looks like they're going to be having some... Uh, TNA's going to be having some backup against Aces and Eights. Uh, we, this is something we didn't even talk about when it um, transpired on Impact Wrestling, where these very cryptic, apocalyptic-type promos hyping somebody up for one three thirteen, and it was revealed this week on Impact. Well, last week, if we're you know we're we're doing it you know in time order, that it's going to be Sting. Sting is making his return, and he wants his baseball bat back, and he wants to uh, attack aces and eights. Um, who cares? And why? I feel, I feel like we've seen this before. We've I mean, seen well, this. To- we've it, seen it, this. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. <laughs> We've seen this a ton of times. I hate the fact that it's Sting. Why not give it to somebody else? Why Sting? I just think it's stupid because when we saw the promo air with Undertaker, like that was a huge thing. Like everyone everyone was talking. Then Impact saw it and aired the exact same thing but for a different date with Sting. Yeah. And now they're going to do the same exact thing. For Sting, yeah. Well, you know, a that's keeping Sting in the uh, in the company, which is good. I think they're, they they want to do everything that they possibly can. But it looks like we're not getting like the psycho, you know, icon. I think we're getting going back to like Sting, Sting. Because if you looked at his face paint in the promos, it looks like he's maybe went to the mental institution, got some help, and he's on some uh, prescription pills to keep him in, well, uh, keep him in track. Why do you think it's good to keep Sting? Well, no, I mean, for, for I don't think it's good to keep Sting. But I mean, you just you just said that you uh, keeping Sting around, which is a good thing. Well, for for it, it really is a good thing though. He sells tickets because it's Sting. First of all, like it's still one of those bigger names that, and he could still wrestle. It's not like he's not good. Yeah, it's not like he's Ric Flair. I mean, 
I mean, I love, uh, I, I love Rick. I love Rick Flair and everything like that. But you know, he's for, Rick for, for you know. I'm, if you guys watched um, the NW, the new NWO documentary, you know they tried to put Sting over so mu- so much in that thing, but they don't have Sting. You know that's the one piece of the the wrestling puzzle that WWE has never had, and it looks like may never have. So keeping Sting in TNA is keeping that that lore and keeping people like oh you know the only place I could see Sting is in TNA so I guess I have to watch TNA you know there's that that hardcore like old school group of fans that still watch it because they like seeing the Hulk Hogan's they like seeing the Stings and they like seeing you know some of the older wrestlers not all the older wrestlers but they like seeing some of those people like Sting so that's why I think it's good you know that's why I think TNA thinks it's good too and that's why they try to hype up Sting as much as possible. Yeah, and he'll show up for house shows and work. He's not like he's not one of those guys that'll go down a different path and screw you over or hold out for more money or something like that. He's like it's Sting. He's one of the best people that have been in the wrestling business. I'm sure. The man called Sting. Dan, dan, dan. This is the point of the show that Chris thinks people's theme music. All right, uh, continuing on. <laughs> Um, what else did we have? Championship Thursday. Um, you had, I mean, it had nothing to do with championships, but you had Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan defeating the team of Kenny King and RVD, which we saw the week before Kenny King getting the sneaky win over RVD. But then end match, you have Kenny King bailing out on RVD. So, um, you know, it looked, I guess he was intimidated by Matt Morgan's beard. And he was just like, oh, not, not doing this. But also this kind of keeps, you can keep a storyline going on with this with RVD and uh, Kenny King. I have no problem with it. I like all four guys that are in the ring. Actually, not Kenny King so much. No, I'm kidding. I like Kenny King. Um, and oh yeah, plus they put on good matches. Yeah, they King do. And RVD. They do. They put on very good matches. Plus, he will rule you. What is that from? <laughs> it's from Ready to Rumble. Wait, are you serious? What's that from? I'm sorry, I haven't seen Ready to Rumble in a while. Jimmy King, he's the king. Oh no, uh, that's that's Andy Kaufman. Never mind. Okay, where do uh, I was about to go into the he's the king, he's the king, he's the new king of Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> um, do we do we want to shit on this, Dave? I know you want to shit on this. The uh, the deliberations for who's going to get a knockout championship match. Yes, let's shit on it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, how, why are we going in? I hate the backstage segments. So let's just start with that. But then when they go into the deliberations about who's going to face this champion, who's going to face who? Oh, let me bring four people into this room and let's talk about it. Let me roll you out. Oh, you have a husband at home that you're not taking care of, so you're eliminated. I don't like the way that you smell, so you're eliminated. How do they See, decide they, who's going into the deliberations? Deliberations? Dildobrations? Dildo calibrations? Uh, no. I don't know, but it's just so stupid. From whether or not it's Brooke Hogan talking to the knockouts or Hulk Hogan talking to all the champions, it's always one of these segments that are just stupid and idiotic. It, why, why are you having deliberations about – like why are you having the eliminations based on things that are outside of the wrestling? It's, it's uh, like a popularity it, contest. It's very stupid. All right, somebody hot tag in because this is just too stupid for me to even. I, deal I, with. I agree with you. Where the basic concept of professional wrestling is to fight to solve problems, talking about who's better backstage. This is, and I think I've said this on the show before. The fact that they should 
be have a four corners match, a four corners elimination match. The winner of that later in the night gets to face off against the fucking uh, yeah. the champion. That's yeah, that would be that, a great idea. That will always work in the fucking world of wrestling. Yeah, not backstage segments that are taking away from valuable in ring time, and you know maybe putting over other guys in there. You know we talk about you know the lackluster. You know, since uh, Destination X, the X Division has been on uh, has been on a you know on a lull. You know, instead of having these four backstage promos, have an X Division match and then have yeah. a Four Corners match. And I'm gonna say, for the last show of 2012, TNA blew it big time with Tony Nese. I'll say that over and over again. Yep, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, so you have your main event of Championship Thursday being rematch: Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy, three. Uh, it looked like Jeff Hardy was going to get the win. Uh, it looked like uh, Austin Aries gonna, was going to get the win. Um, but it was definitely, infinitely, Jeff Hardy who got the win because Bobby Roode comes out and screws over Austin Aries, who screwed him over at Final Destination and helped Jeff Hardy get the win. So it looks like you know maybe going into the new year we'll see a, maybe these three guys, Jeff Hardy, Bobby Roode, and uh, Austin Aries vying for the uh, the TNA World Heavyweight Title. I still hate these Jeff Hardy like I'm I'm talking in my mind segments. Also, yeah, I was gonna say that I hate. I didn't understand the point of that. That really felt unnecessary and stupid to they, me. They all. It's, I mean, it is it is something new to wrestling. I I think I don't think we've ever seen it before, but it's kind of it's just weird. Yeah, huh. especially when you're trying to. Like I'm, I'm not trying to cut ahead, but on the most recent Impact Wrestling, uh, um, main event where they showed him in the audience, like thinking, and then he yeah. did his little attack. Like, why would you give away that he was going that he's in the audience right now? Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. I, like it, it takes away the shock and awe of everything. Yeah, it kind of, it's kind of confusing. But let's let you know. Thank you for uh, skipping forward a little bit, Dave. Let's talk about Impact for this week. Uh, at the end of Impact two weeks ago, you see Brooke Hogan and, and Bully Ray making out. This week, you start the show off with that, and you have Bully Ray calling out Hulk Hogan to talk about this like men. But Hulk Hogan's not in the building. Yeah, then Brooke Hogan's like, he knows about it, he knows. Someone must have told him, someone must have took pictures, yet there was a camera in the parking lot looking, you know, staring them down while they're sucking face. That's that's one thing I'll never understand about wrestling, where they know their fans are smart by now, and they still, it's not just TNA, it's WWE, I'm sure other companies too, where they have promos backstage or something where they're privately talking in front of a whole camera crew. Like, we know there's cameras there. Don't try and play it like, oh, I hope nobody hears this or something. Like, that's what GTV did. But this is – it's just promos where we know they're there. Yeah. Oh, GTV. That was awesome. I watched – I got the Attitude Era DVD this week. I thought it was great. Just kind yeah, of – Kind of jealous you got the Blu-ray, right? Yeah. It's got like 10 extra matches on there. Really? Yeah. I haven't but, watched... I watched, no, I think there's two Crash Holly matches on there. Really? I just like the... Because I was watching the documentary part, and they had, like, the 24-7, and they have him, like, sliding down the slide, trying to escape at, everybody. At Fun Time USA. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Versus Head Shrinkers. Uh, the Headbangers. Was it that? Yeah, yeah versus the, head- the Headbangers. Yeah, I'll have to go back. And uh, I think it was Mike Kyoto was running around through... A, it might have been Earl Hebner. I don't know. No, <laughs> I think it was Kyoto. Through the ball pit and everything? Yeah, yeah I think was, so. Those twenty four seven segments were like some of the best wrestling segments. Yeah. I agree. 
because they they were backstage and you know you, you got like hilarity it was it was comedy but it was also fun re- it was fun wrestling to watch we tried to make the BCW hardcore title 24/7 like a couple of years back since BCW's <laughs> been inactive for like 8 years we're like someone has to be in a referee shirt and then you can go for the title so like 3 years ago at a Halloween party my sister was a referee and I just, I'm like, I think I was, I was wrecked. I'm like, oh my God, there's a referee here. Dave's, the, Dave's, here, Dave's here 24-7. And I think we all went nuts. Like, oh, the hardcore champion. And then Dave took the hardcore title and ran. So, all right, back on to Impact Wrestling for this week. So, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Brooke Hogan, Bully Ray, love storyline, blah. It was open fight night, though. So you're allowed to challenge anybody and anything in the Impact Wrestling roster. So Samoa Joe challenges one of the masked men from Aces and Eights, who apparently... Yeah, apparently it's Ryan Braddock, which is Jay Bradley. Um, Some may remember him from SmackDown in uh, 2008, around August. He was on in WWE. Okay, yeah. So, But Samoa Joe gets the way and tries to uh, rip off the mask of this masked member of Aces and Eights and is unsuccessful. Um, you had a, a good match between RVD and Christian York, which, you know, these guys have been around the block, but apparently it was the first time I, ever that these guys, uh, faced off in a ring, which I find hard to believe. Well, all right. Well, let's be honest. Before we went on this show, you were, you said that you thought it was sloppy. Yeah. And you know what? It was, it was, I thought it was a little bit sloppy. I don't think their ring chemistry was in there, but I was trying to put you over, you know, I was trying to use your opinion on there to say it was a, no, uh, it was a good match. I, I, I'd rather actually talk about like our, our personal opinions. I mean, don't sugarcoat it. I mean, but and I differed because I thought it was actually a really good match. I didn't notice the sloppiness that Chris noticed during the match? The beginning of the match I thought was a little sloppy because I think they were trying to go a little bit faster than they should have been going. But then by the end of the match I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought the rolling thunder that are at the end, the rolling thunder mm-hmm. that RV I thought he almost broke his neck. Oh wait which the Rolling Thunder. Oh, I, I like the rolling the what is it, where he did the roll and he was gonna do the monkey flip in the corner and then uh, Christian York nailed him yeah. with the knee. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, no, but the beginning of the match I thought was just a little bit a little bit sloppy. And then once they started really getting into it and you know, and really you know, kind of exploring the ring, I thought it was I thought it was better. I thought it was now, better. C- Christian York has won me over. I th- I think he's very talented. Yeah, no, I so do I, so do I, and I think he can definitely be a staple in that X division for years to come. Um an interesting open fight night. It was open bro night in Impact Wrestling, according to Robbie E. And he had a bro off against Jesse, which there's he wasn't even making sense on what the rules were, so I can't even like repeat <laughs> them. But neither with, what with the Jersey Shore ending. Do you want to see a, a gimmick change or now? Oh yeah, that's right. I watched that the other day. Yes, I do. You, I but, feel like it's kind of getting a little bit stale. But then he's got to. But what does he go to then, gimmick wise? Uh, that's not for me to figure out. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think I've, I I I don't, I, I don't remember know. seeing him on the independent level doing anything else but that Jersey Shore spiked Guido gimmick. Yeah, with I mean, uh, uh, if you can't do any other gimmick, I mean, you shouldn't really be signed to a wrestling contract. You should be very diverse in your character. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I uh, mean, you got to be able to switch it up. And if he's unable to switch up his character, I mean, 
That's it. Well, the Jersey Store sure went stale like two seasons ago after all the fighting. And th- this season just sucked. I mean, situations like sober and everything like that. And he's just... Situation sober? Yeah, he went to rehab before like the the past season started. About time that 38-year-old got his life on track. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that has to be... I never, ever watched the show. And when I found out his age, that has to be the creepiest thing. Yeah, he's like 30... He's, he's like... And he's like 38, 36. Aren't, aren't they all old? Yeah, uh, DJ Paulie is like 35. Really? That's so creepy. That really is so creepy considering how all these young kids were watching them and like, oh my God, going crazy. And they're, making out, they're, going. they're like hooking up with these like 18 year olds and they're, yeah. they're like thir- in their mid 30s. That's such like a scumbag, like disgusting, like fuck you type of thing. Well, has the Jersey Shore. Well, I can, we can't say anything bad about the Jersey Shore right now after the devastation that was caused by Hurricane Sandy. say stuff bad about the show Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm glad it's over. It'll never be on my DVR ever again. Um <laughs> Riddance. Good riddance, the bad rubbish. But uh, neither of Robbie E. or Jesse run won the bro-off. It was Rob Terry. Big Rob won the bro-off, which I thought was hilarious. I thought the whole segment kind of fell short. I was just like, all right, this is kind of really lame. And then Rob Terry takes off his shirt and starts fist-pumping and flexing, and I was just like, oh, this is so awesome. They got to keep – you know what? We've never really seen like such like diversity from Rob Terry. You know, We saw him as the fucking machine. We saw him as the backing to – you know, uh, British Invasion. We saw him as at the back, Narabi. But I think now, I think they should use him properly and use him in these like, you know, jacked but funny spots. I think it'd be good. So, yeah. But how could you take a wrestler like that seriously if you're only going to use him in those spots? What in what in what spots? No, in the, but, the but keep, funny spots and whatnot. How are you going to take such a big guy seriously? No, but keep you know keep him like keep him like in those serious like big jacked you know muscle man roles. But, you know, kind of throw a little bit of, like, comedic value in there. I mean, we've seen so many wrestlers in the past, you know, with with everything that Christopher Daniels and uh, Kazarian are doing right now. They're trying to be... Kazarian? Kazarian, yeah. Oh, Frank Kazarian. Wow. Yeah. Duh. Duh. They're, they're I, hilarious. I think, they're hilarious, but you, when they get in the ring, they're completely serious. I think what David means kind of with, with uh, Rob Terry is, like, He's. Are you maybe looking at it like the Great Collie? What do you except, mean? Never. Except Rob, well, Great Collie came into WWE. He was this huge monster. Didn't speak. Had this fucking unstoppable force and everything. And then he really kind of ran its course. And he gave him like the Punjabi play job, play, jo- play, play job, playboy, play boy. Yeah, play job gimmick. And he just was more – he's more of a comedic guy now. And it's Yeah, like, I, that's the thing. He, he, I feel like Rob Terry is more of a – has to be more of a monster. Okay, yeah. No, okay. I, but I would like to see, you know, a little bit of like – personality. Maybe that maybe that's the word I should have been using. And I, I, I think he's lacking personality. Yeah, and I, you know, I thought this segment kind of like gave him a little bit more personality, which I thought was funny. But that's just me. But we're spending so much time on a bro off than we are the rest of Impact Wrestling because we're just jumping ship through it. Um, speak. I, I spoke very briefly two seconds ago about Kazarian and Daniels. Um, this week they faced off against Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez, the tag team champions, and being unsuccessful in beating the tag team champions. I actually had to turn this match off. I had it on my TV, tuned in, and everything. Wait, wait, Dave, you watch? Some- you watch Impact Wrestling on your TV? No way. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, on my TV. Um, I had it on and whatnot, and it sounded like the mic underneath the ring was w- way amped up. That to the fact that every time that they took a step in the ring, you heard that step in the ring, and it really distracted me from the match. Where it sounded like there was uh, thunder during the match, and I couldn't get into it. All right, it was very distracting to me. True. I think I think you were just were you focusing on ring boots that that match. What? No. What do you oh. mean? No, I thought, well, you, I don't know. I thought you were focusing on ring boots. No, it was just every every time that they walked in the ring, I would just hear the thunder, and it was just very annoying. Well, it was really, really windy outside yesterday, so maybe that's what you heard. No, no, no. It was definitely the TV because I sh- switched the channel, and it was fine. No. Oh. Okay. All righty. Um, Aces and Eights. Uh, we spoke about them last week, kind of t- wanting to take control of Impact Wrestling, and now they're trying to reach out to other people in Impact Wrestling. And this week, trying to reach out to Mr. Anderson, who we really haven't seen on TV that much, who's had a very lackluster 2012. Has he been injured? I don't know. I think they, I just, mean, they haven't had really had anything to do with him. He, he's really went from being a big deal in TNA to being almost non-existent. Yeah. No. The last thing that I actually remember with Anderson was him and Sting, and that was maybe last year. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't remember. Or two yeah. years ago. Yeah, that was the most. I mean, I've I've seen him on Impact before. I mean, after that, but there's not really much that they did with them with him. Yeah, I agree. So maybe, hopefully. Mr. Anderson is the right guy for the job or whatever job that Aces and Eights is trying to hand to him. And we will see in the next coming weeks how that works out for him. Uh, but you have your main event of Open Fight Night is going, you know, kind of continuing on the feud that we spoke about earlier with Jeff Hardy, Austin Aries, and Bobby Roode. You have Austin Aries and Bobby Roode facing off in the main event, which I liked. I liked this match a lot because it was funny to see two sleazy heels facing off, trying to use every trick in the book, which I thought. I, I- I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was very entertaining. Use, using the eye pokes, you know, Bobby Roode trying to go, trying to put his feet on the ropes to get more leverage. I, I like like how they were grabbing each other's tights and how they tried to even get the chair involved later in the match where Earl Hebner just flipped his lid. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was the best part. He's like, no, you guys be using every trick of the book, and they just I, threw, they they just threw uh, Hebner out. I feel out. like it's something that we would see in Chikara. Yeah, okay, be something that I would see in Chikara where they just turn on the. Uh, referee Bryce and uh, throw him outside of the ring or something. Okay, yeah, no, I can definitely see that. I can, I can agree with you on that. But yeah, so the match goes to a no contest, and then Jeff Hardy comes out and clears house. But we knew Jeff Hardy was there because right before the commercial break, they did that little what uh, the voices inside Jeff Hardy's head. Yeah, we see Jeff Hardy in slow motion, and we're gonna look all around him, and we're gonna hear the voices. And we know he's in the audience. What is he going to do? Oh, my God, oh, Jeff Hardy. I guess we're going to give it away right now. <laughs> but, yeah, he attacked him, and uh, he went over. So it looks like Hulk Hogan has a lot to deal with with the world title. Looks like Hulk Hogan has a lot to deal with his daughter and also with Aces and Eights. So we will see on one three, yeah, right? one three, uh, 13 how the Impact Wrestling starts off the new year, who's going to be the wrestler of the year for 2012, and what other crap – Impact Wrestling is going to throw at us. So let's take a brief break really quickly, and then when we get back, we're going to talk about some sports entertainment here on Marking Out. To be or not to be, that is the question. 
whether it is nobler to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take up arms, these 32-inch pythons, against our cruel oppressors, and by opposing them, defy them and snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah! Thank you, thank you. That's right, you just heard Macho Man Randy Savage reciting Hamlet. We actually recorded that at Times Scare. Go check it out. Very cool place in uh, New York City Dude, on 8th Avenue. I thought it was closed. Like, huh? I thought it was closed. I thought that was last weekend was the last weekend. No, no, no. no, no yeah, that was just the Dan Sperry, uh, the Shock Illusionist. That was his last show, but it's a year-round place. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, to relate it to anything, it's kind of like how Jekyll and Hyde was in the city. Okay. It's like a very horror-themed restaurant. And what so a, if you're it's hard, like it's like you're eating in a morgue. Okay. Yeah, they have they have the slabs of the morgue slabs uh, as tables. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. And let what? me let me tell you, Chris. There's a an item on the menu called the Beast, which is a hamburger. Yes, I know. I saw. I saw you. You live tweeted Dave eating it. Yeah, smothered in cheese, slices of bacon, spicy fried pickles, and instead of the buns, you got two thick fucking grilled cheese sandwiches. I salad bread. And if you win, you get a – I mean if you finish it, you get a T-shirt and Dave powered through that sandwich. It was insane. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It took me two hours though, but yes, I finished it. Jesus Christ. What a what a, a romantic place to go to during the holiday season is a place that's <laughs> – Romantic? It was me and Dave. Yeah. Yet again. <laughs> yeah, but what if, a romantic if, place if to go to. If you really to. love your horror movies, go. Ch- it's a place to go check out. Absolutely. All right. So yeah, so you got – Yes, let's Manry. get on to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Monday Night Nitro. Good. I wanted you the last one in 2012 to, to, uh, for you to do a good one there. But uh, a very Christmas Eve Raw, uh, a very theme-based Raw, you know, because of being the holiday season. What uh, Should we do goods? Should we do, let's do bads first. Yeah, let's, let's – no, no, no. Let's not do bads. Let's do the naughty list. Oh, damn. I wanted to say it. <laughs> let's do the naughty list. Okay. Well, the naughty list of Monday Night Raw. Uh, what's the, what are the middles going to be called then? Uh, <laughs> You're not getting coal? You're not getting anything. The – I don't know, Hanukkah Harry's list? Yeah. No, what do you mean Hanukkah Harry's list? I don't know. You don't put Jews on lists anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't believe that was actually said. But let's 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 get on to the naughty list. You start the show off with the special guest host of Monday Night Raw being Santa Claus. And he just looked really familiar to me and probably to Brandon and probably to everybody else. But then he gets hit by a car by Alberto Del Rio. Like, how do you do that on Christmas Eve, have Santa Claus get hit by a fucking car? No, listen, this is my thing. This is your thing? I didn't know Christmas was your thing. I thought you were Jewish. No, no, no. this is my thing on Santa Claus getting hit by a car. I had to mute myself. I still can't believe Brandon said that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. I I actually really felt bad for Del Rio and Ricardo after they hit Santa Claus. This entire time, you couldn't help but feel for them. It's bullshit because Del Rio was honking the horn multiple times. Santa Claus, I'm sure, gets around the the fucking world in a night. He should have had great hearing. Should well, have heard. Actually, like if, if you notice, uh, Santa Claus was missing part of his ear, so maybe that affected it. You didn't yeah, see Santa Claus's ear ears. Drum. 
It's like still something you could have heard. Listen, it was it was loud in there. He was trying to give it. Regardless, it was just it was just I didn't like it at all. It, it kind of like disheartened me. I thought it was funny. I yeah, really I, thought I, it was funny. I thought, I thought it was good, and it gave the entire episode of Raw kind of like a storyline to be based off of. Yeah, he, well, you got a you got a theme out of it, but still. yeah. So yeah, I, it I, was, I thought it was, it was good. It was the song Santa Got Run Over by Del Rio. Yeah, did you see all the memes that came out about that like two seconds afterwards? No, I didn't see. Oh, my God. It was he was bad. Like, insert Randy Orton here. Oh, my God. Del Rio just got uh, – Santa just got run over by Del Rio. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, but, all right, we had only one more bad from uh, – I mean, the naughty list. And can, I, can I add a bad? No. Sure. I, I want to add – well, it was kind of in incon- – it, with the the past segment with with Santa Claus, they came back from commercial and the hood was popped open, which was weird because it wasn't popped when he got hit. So that's funny. Well, maybe yeah. somebody was going in the car to check internal damages. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you had the other naughty list was the Great Khali defeating Brad Maddox. Why? Yeah. I, why? 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 It really looks like they're trying to get Kali like super over in that mid card division and we'll talk about Kali going over in a couple of minutes. And it, but what, do, what what do you want Maddox to be just like give him the official contract already or Yeah, cuz then they're going to give him then they'll just make him a fucking scrub. <laughs> so now does this eliminate Maddox being uh, in relations with the Shield? I mean, after the match as uh, one of our fans Ben uh, tweeted to us that the shield didn't attack Maddox, where everybody thought that Maddox may have been in relations with the shield. The shield but... just wasn't even involved. Yeah. So, night. do you think that maybe they're not together? No, probably not. The shield is their own thing. The shield is their own thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I, maybe, you know, I guess they were trying to do just a very themey raw. So they're like, oh, the shield's not necessary. But also, also they recorded this Raw after SmackDown last week. So, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get all the shit in recording like three shows in one day. Maybe they're waiting for 2013 where Chris Jericho's revealed. He's not coming back again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Never say never. All right, Bieber. Um, let's go. Okay, so we had, uh, yeah, so then the middle list or the Hanukkah Harry list or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you had Sheamus defeating the, the big show in a Lumberjack Frost match. Which is different from a lumberjack match because all the guys around the ring are Jack Frosts. They're wearing Santa Claus hats. They were. I, I totally like that. That skipped my mind right there. But Sheamus defeats the Big Show. I'm over this feud. I really am. Yeah, same here. I think I feel like after the debacle of a match at TLC, I feel like the storyline should just be killed off. I don't think that match was so bad though. I don't think it was bad either. I, I it, they I just thought it was put it. It was bad. the. I think it was the wrong placement of the match. Yeah. No. Yes, I'll, I'll agree with that, the wrong placement of the match, but I feel like the storyline is – I feel like that alone, uh, alone just killed the storyline. I don't have any interest in this anymore. This has become a Randy Orton storyline. Okay. But it, it's like there's nothing else to put on SmackDown. That's that's the thing they got to figure out. Have Zigg- like we, we could figure that out for you if you'd like WWE. Ziggler, have, have Ziggler cash in. That'll change everything. But Ziggler's heavily involved right now with John Cena and AJ and Biggie Langston. So, eh. 
Yeah, I just feel like it's over, and they just need something. They need a shot in the arm on SmackDown in the World Heavyweight Division. So bring, so bring in a few people, or even use some of the people that you do have. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, what happened to Ezekiel Jackson? Big, he, Biggie Langston is with uh, John Cena in the AJ storyline right now. Oh, I'm oh wait, that's what about a- Jackson? I mean, what about Ted DiBiase though? Do you guys could you see him as a main eventer? I have read I, things on the news sites, News with a Z, because we don't want to piss off the troll that really is a fucking troll. Yeah. Like, dude, I love our Twitter conversations. It's so funny. I'm not even a part of that conversation anymore. But I, Like, see, sometimes I like I don't know if I should untag you, but I feel like you've been tagged this whole time, so, like, why it's not? It's funny. It is pretty funny, because you, you could just say, like, oh, I was so tempted on Christmas to be like, Oh, the dirt sheets wishing us a Merry Christmas. That's so nice of them. And then Troll to come out and be like, uh, oh, I didn't see any dirt sheets doing that. Uh, they actually wished everybody a New Year, not Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. This, this guy's got to get a, a fucking life. And he's probably listening to this right now. So go get a fucking life. Please. Troll. Yeah, troll. Whatever you're doing in your fucking mom's basement. Eating go something. find a new bridge. Yeah. I have to admit something, guys. What? It's you. Yeah, it's it's me. Damn it. It's me all along. No, it's not you. It's not me, no. <laughs> um, where, where, where was my role on? Um, I totally forgot we were talking about troll-wise. Oh, yeah, Ted DiBiase. Uh, I read something on the news sites, News with a Z, that apparently Ted DiBiase might want to be getting out of wrestling. No, get out of here. Yeah, I read the same thing. And well, he, I he, heard he the might want to be going into Hollywood. Hollywood? Yeah. Going into Jeez, the- gives him one movie and he wants to go to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah well, I, can- I mean it, it's it's it, honestly it wouldn't. He's not I mean, being it, used in WWE. Why not? Well, he's right. been injured so, for like how exactly. long? He's not injured. He's wrestling. He's been wrestling on TV. Yeah, well, he's been he was injured. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they, that's that's another guy that WWE dropped the ball with. I think Teddy Biasi. Yeah. Okay, I can agree. I can agree totally. He's somebody that could have been. Yeah, you you could have kept him with Virgil. It've been awesome. <laughs> no, I mean they want laughs about that. Uh, I, I think WWE wanted. They did that one night thing and then like realized how annoying Virgil was. Yeah, right. Like Virgil went to Vince McMahon and I says, "How about twenty dollars for a picture? Twenty dollars for a picture, Vince." He's like, "Let me set up a gimmick table in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the back in catering." He's like, "Zach Ryder, come over here. Let me uh." Fifteen dollars for a picture. Hey, honey, you want to take a picture with me? Twenty dollars. That was awkward. Brandon oh, actually, actually, what Brandon, is that? you paid for it. I listen. I had a Ted DiBiase autograph on with him and Virgil. Where was Virgil's autograph? Right in front of me. He fucking paid, charged me, overcharged me. Like that was horseshit. Oh my god! But whatever. You should have been like no. I needed, I needed the signature. He needed, I feel like an idiot saying that, but... He didn't want the signature. He needed the signature. Yeah, because well, I look like an idiot with a fucking pack, of a wrestling figure pack with Ted DiBiase's autograph and not Virgil's. To you. To you, you look like an idiot. But yeah, anyone, if I was going to sell that later on in life, it's just Ted DiBiase. Where's Virgil? Oh, he's long gone. Like, why would you say he's long gone? Are you predicting something? No, I'm just saying, like, if I sell it in the future, I plan on outliving him, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm obese, so. Uh, I, was, I wasn't <laughs> even saying that, but. All right, let's get on to, to more middles here. Uh, Ryback has announced that he will be facing CM Punk for the WWE title Janu- cool. January 7th on Monday Night Raw. 
Who it, gives him? The I'm, not, right? I'm not finished. I'm not so, finished. Ah, finish. Crash, <laughs> damn it, David. Let him finish. Okay, finish. No, I'm not. TLC match, January 7th, Ryback versus CM Punk. Dave, go. Who gives Ryback the right to be able to declare that he has this championship match, what match it is, and where it is? Who is, who gives him this? He is not the champion. He is not commissioner. He is not owner. He is not anything in charge. He's just a measly wrestler. Why does he get to decide this? He's not a measly wrestler. He is Ryback. Feed him more, you know? But why does he get to decide this? Well, Why, why don't you get to decide it, David? Because they haven't hired me yet. Okay, so he's already have one, that one up on you. Yeah, he's, well, he's sto- hired. Well, in the storyline wise, you know, I'm just I'm thinking outside of the the mark box here. Why why am I thinking outside the mark box? Shut up, Beaker. Yeah, listen, don't no, tell my I, bird I shut like up. I like when the bird chirps because it reminds me of sitting in body diesel. And what? Which is probably not paradise for in Spanish, but. <laughs> But, but it reminds me of sitting in, in Mexico or, or something like that. Okay, but I, I like this because it, it's – you know, he is he, – he has a deserving shot at his number one contender uh, – at the WWE title and he's taking action into his own hands and choosing his own destiny as Alberto Del Rio would probably aptly put it at some point. But why does he get to decide that though? Because he's the fucking number one contender. Yeah, but the number one contender never gets to decide. It's always the champion get, that gets to decide who they face at. Oh, well, what kind of a match and whatnot. I don't think that. Yeah, but uh, he was oh, Ryback has that power, didn't he? Like, was he the one that held out in the ring with Vicky Guerrero? Yeah, and said feed me more all through the commercial break. So maybe maybe he's got something. One up. Well, he was he was supposed to be having a TLC match for the WWE title at TLC. That's the, true, right? Maybe that's why he gets to pick it. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, he was supposed to have that championship match, the TLC match, and he so, wants that TLC match. Yeah, give and him who's what to he say? Was, who's to say that he'll be ready the first Monday at Raw? Uh, the WWE uh, doctors. There we go. And who are they? Uh, who are they? I don't the know. WWE doctors. We don't know their names. Yeah, that that guy <laughs> with the red hair that sits. Uh, you know, something young blood. Something young blood. Yeah. I yeah. Think yeah, he's right. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know the doctors at WWE's name. My apologies. It's like I, but, I forgot, but he's right. But that's a that's a way to start off uh, the WWE calendar year. I mean, not, I mean the the 2013 year by having a TLC match, first Monday Night Raw. That's gonna get yeah, some. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely bring people in. Yeah, it'll definitely get some butts. Sign in me season. up. So yep, Dave. Dave after Dave shitting on it for. You I'm know, not yeah, right. On it. I just don't <laughs> no, think that seriously. he should. I don't think that he should decide that he should have that freedom with choosing when and where and what. He, he's owed but, the match. So, but I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. Ryback is owed that match. The match never took place because CM Punk got injured. Yeah. No. It's the same exact match. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. All right. Let's get on to our uh, our good – what are we calling the goods now? The good list? The nice I list? Guess, yeah. I guess – I don't know. What is it? Naughty or nice? Yeah. Nice list? That just sounds bad. Naughty or nice. Yeah, and the naughty list. Like, come on. Jesus. Um, all right. Well, tag team, you know, tag team feuding continue where you have Kane and Daniel Bryan in singles competition, both going over Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow. So after, you know, two weeks ago on main events, you had Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes losing. You have them losing yet again to the tag team champions, but this time in singles competition. Um, 
I just went to like Kane recently has really like grown on me, especially with this whole gimmick. I know you guys may not agree with me. You guys like the destructive evil side of Kane, but I like this. He's very versatile. He's- oh, I've always been a fan of Kane. And yeah. um, like no matter what he does, I'm a fan of Kane. I, I, I like I like this. When right. he unmasked and people shat all over that, I loved it. Yeah, so did I. And it, he proves week after week after week that he's just – he's a wrestler. He's mm-hmm. a professional wrestler and he entertains and he could be active in the wrestling business. He's he's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, you can – Continue on with the, the gimmicky Christmas style matches. You had a eight uh, eight diva Santa's helpers match where the uh, faces of Alicia Fox, Natalia, Caitlin, and Layla defeated Oksana, Rosa, Tamina, and Eve. Uh, as Dave pointed out while we were doing our show prep, this is the second week in a row that you've seen Caitlin pin Eve. And what better way to celebrate you know Christmas by putting all of your uh, women in scantily clad Christmas outfits? Except Except for Caitlin. Which was awesome. I love her trucker cap cap with the the reindeers. The reindeers. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, So speaking of gimmicky style Christmas matches, you had the 12 Days of Christmas 12-man tag team match where you saw yet again the – is it a recurring gimmick that all the faces went over on Monday Night Raw? Maybe uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm looking at the results, all the faces won. There's no heels that won at yeah, all. So you had Brodus Clay, the Usos, Santino, Tyson Kidd, and Gabriel defeating three man band, the primetime players, and Tensai. Good catch with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, all all the faces won, not one heel. So making it a very positive, positive uh, Christmas episode. Um, yeah, so that was good. Zack Ryder being on TV, getting a win over David Otunga. Oh, and I thought it was good because it was Del, uh, Otunga was defending Del Rio as lawyer. Oh, yeah, that's so. right. So keeping him in that kind of like stable, you can kind of say. which was. But who the fuck told him to defend him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a lawyer. He's, as I said, he's an ambulance chaser. He's got to fucking get anything he possibly can. Um, what else? We have more goods on there. Good, uh, good tag team match with Kofi Kingston and The Miz, as I said, uh, with all the faces going over, defeating Antonio Cesaro and Wade Barrett. This is the feud I kind of want to see, uh, Miz and Antonio Cesaro. I think this would be fun to watch. I think they could have some good promos and, and some good matches. Um, I actually have, uh, what about Kofi and Barrett? I agree with you, Cesaro and Miz. Do you still like Kofi and Barrett? Absolutely. And what about you, Brandon? Because I know, I don't know, it's, it's just like, it's like floating around to me. So you're not really behind it? What do you mean by floating around? Like, I don't really see them doing much with it. It's just, like, we see tag team matches, then we see single matches, then we see tag team matches, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what it feels like to me. So what, you feel like it's just a thrown together, well, I don't yeah, thrown together few that just on like, it, it's doing for nothing? The, it's for the Intercontinental Championship. Will Wade Barrett win the championship? Is that that's what every like championship feud is? Do we see that other person going over? Um, I, I don't. I don't I, see that. I don't see Wade Barrett going over. But if he can come out of this feud looking good, you know, especially with the work that he puts in the ring with Kofi Kingston, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, build build him to that like next echelon. You know. I mean, yeah. Maybe just throw him into the SmackDown loop. I don't know. Yeah. With the the championship there. Yeah, but you'd have to have Sheamus go back over the Big Show. What if we see Evan Bourne return and screw over Kofi? 
I don't think yeah, I, don't, I don't think we're yeah. seeing Evan Bourne anytime. Yeah. yeah, I don't know when his return is. Because he got high. Because Even if he, he is, like, do we? Do we know if he's coming back? Who knows? I, don't I mean, know. of course we don't know, but have do him. he's coming back? Have him tag with Pac and make them like a super uber high-flying team. If anybody, I don't know. I think, Aaron I, Neville, honestly, I think? think Evan Bourne should tag with R-Truth. Why? No, I'm kidding. Former R-Boom. <laughs> yeah. Air boom. Uh, all right. All right. So then your main event of the uh, – Chris, what are you going to say, Dave? Yeah. Um, the, did you guys mention the Daniel Bryan match? Yeah. We mentioned that earlier, saying that the tag team champions went over their formidable foes in singles competition. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. I was going to say that, that that match was probably my favorite match on Raw. No, the I – Daniel Bryan versus uh, Damian Sandow. That was definitely my favorite match on Raw. Uh, yeah, that was I, – I, I didn't hear that. Sorry. It's okay. Your apology is accepted, Dave. So your main event, John Cena helping, uh, defending Santa Claus's honor, facing off against Alberto Del Rio in a miracle on 34th street fight. Which I have to say just doesn't feel right not being in New York City on 34th street. Well, did they ever do that, Brandon? It's Madison Square Garden. Well, yeah, okay. But still, did they ever do that ever? Uh, I think so. I think they I feel have. like they have. Well, was la- last year's Miracle on 34th Street fight? Did they was, have one? Yes, it was Randy Orton versus David Otunga. I don't know. It was on Super Smackdown Live. It was the Christmas episode that Mick Foley hosted. That was literally the, like the worst Christmas-themed match I've ever seen, I yeah. think. But this one, this one was actually a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was very highly entertaining. Yeah, he had the Al Snow bowling ball spot. <laughs> I, apparently, they had to reshoot that. Really? Yeah, I was. Somebody tweeted to us saying that they had to resh- They were at the live show, and that they had to reshoot that bowling ball scene twice. Why? Well, not he, not he everybody missed? could bowl a three hundred like me. Yeah, because apparently either he probably missed or he did it incorrectly on the first try, and they they had to redo it till he got it correctly. That's funny. Yeah. That I, I thought it was pretty funny, the part where Del Rio had the stuffed animal, the teddy bear. Yeah. And he threw it at John Cena. And John Cena's just like, did this really just happen on TV? <laughs> I like the fire extinguisher spot, too. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Especially in a street fight. You don't see fire. Oh, it reminds him of snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, right. I also like the uh, end of the match. Yeah. Where, Ricard, where you see Santa Claus make his return to the ring. And you see Ricardo just... Just jumping with joy, so happy, and you couldn't help but feel happy for Ricardo. I mean, Santa's not hurt, and then he goes to run over the Santa, and he gets hit with his sack. He gets hit with his he sack. Gets, <laughs> he gets he gets tea bagged. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest. <laughs> Did you say he got sacked out, Chris? I was about to. That's funny. And then I, I, I just think it makes it makes Santa and John Cena look like the bad guys here because Del Rio was clearly apologetic about it to start with. So. Yeah, and and Ricardo was, as I just said, I mean, he was jump, jumping with joy for Santa. He was heartbroken. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. He had shattered dreams. Yeah, but he wasn't Goldust. But uh, Alberto Del Rio then gets the uh, the Sacco or the Christmas Claw or whatever you want to call it. And John Stocko. It was Miss – oh, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Stocko. You're a dick. That was my tweet. Screw it, you. I, I'll admit that was Brandon's tweet. 
And then, uh, yeah, so they get the one, two, and the three, and John Cena wins, defends the honor of Santa Claus, and everybody uh, gets a Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And everybody leaves happy. Everybody leaves happy. Very wonderful, heartwarming edition of Monday Night Raw. I, I, I thought it was really good, uh, Monday Night Raw. I, even though some people may say it was stupid, it was very childish and whatnot, you know what? It, I thought it was good, especially because it's Christmas and everything. I thought that it was. I enjoyed how it was very – Full of happiness. Yeah, absolutely. It was just, it was fun. It was all around fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fun raw. Absolutely. I agree on that. I agree. Let's get on to things that weren't fun. Main event. Um, we, I think we rant and rave every week about how good main event is. Uh, this week it was a 20 man battle royal to see who will face off against Antonio Cesaro next week on main events. And the winner was Greg Holly. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Let me say it was, it was a good. Good battle royal. Yes, but the outcome was not good. And then all of a sudden, Ryder gets eliminated. There goes his United States champion shot. Which everybody wants to see. Yes. Which left Great Kali and was it maybe Santino? No, Sant. I have no idea. They just left Kali in the ring, and that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would hate to be at the live crowd because that would suck. But maybe they just want to put Kali in there so they could get – uh, Antonio Cesaro to give him the neutralizer. Yeah, that would be show, awesome. Show his true, sick. show his true strength. But Brandon said he's going to win. Brandon said Greg Holly's going to win. No, you never know because Cesaro says he's been bragging about it for weeks that that no United States somebody from the United States will beat him for the United States champion. Nobody will. And Greg Holly, as we know, is from India. So yeah. Um, I liked during the during the battle royal. I liked the commentary between the Miz and Antonio Cesaro because the Miz, Miz was trying to shit on him, and then Antonio Cesaro was just like, "Yep, uh huh, no, I'm can better." You, can you do one sentence without saying "really"? <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was like comedic, but it wasn't comedic at the same time because Antonio Cesaro was being so stone faced about everything. Yeah, and then I guess Michael Cole was out there too, making fun of Miz as well. Yeah, and then Remember's like, "Hey, remember when you stood up and applauded for me every time I came out?" <laughs> I thought it was good, but yeah, no, great Kali one. Uh, yeah. You know, but there was there was one actually good thing was the uh, the I guess the undercard of main event, which was Tyson Kidd and Justin Gabriel defeating three man bands. Uh, yet again, three man band not releasing their new single because uh, what's it called? Heath Slater got chopped in the throat. So I think this is their new gimmick. They're going to come out every week and make excuses for their single not to come out. Yep, I agree that every time that they're gonna you're gonna hype up that they're gonna sing, they're gonna sing, and then something's gonna happen. He's gonna have laryngitis, a sore throat, hit in the throat, or pube, walk pube stuck in his throat. Yep, yeah. pubic hair in the throat, turban stuck in the throat. You know, turban in the throat. It'll happen. But how, how's that gonna happen? Tongue in the throat. You know, <laughs> shit in his throat. You know, space uh. docking, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I liked uh, Kid and uh, Gabriel's finisher, though. Like that heart attack blockbuster type maneuver, which is good. I like that. Yeah. They really – it's like if we had the power to write, they'd be great, I think. They would be great? Right now, it would would be them versus Usos for the (laughs) WWE Tag Team Championship. If Dave was writing it. If I was writing it, I would keep Hell No in there and – no, I would definitely keep Helno around. But yeah, then put a triple, triple threat. International airstrike, they belong there too. 
Yeah, I would put it a triple threat, and, a three-way. And Dave and Dave would have not got Kenneth Cameron fired so the Ascension could come up. Yes. <laughs> Kenneth Cameron, just come to my house this night so we can hang out and you not get drunk <laughs> and punch a cop. <laughs> well, what, wait, what did, what did he get pulled over for? No, he or punched he a get, cop. Oh, he, he punched got, a cop, right. Yeah, disorderly conduct. Honestly, he should have just lied about where he worked. Yeah, like Cameron. <laughs> yeah, right? Pull the good, the, the good old Cameron. So uh, we'll see you next week on Main Event if Great Kali can neutralize uh, – I mean if Antonio Cesaro could neutralize the Great Kali. So, yeah, we had a short uh, WWE week this week because there was no SmackDown last week. Well, we talked about it on last week's show. But uh, it is the end of 2012. Yeah, um, yeah. We have the holiday house shows. Yeah, we have the holiday house shows, which were great. And Brandon, uh, Thursday night, was at the MSG house show. How was that, Brandon? Dude, you don't understand how awesome it was. Like, first of all, it's Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. It opens with road scholars coming down. And boom, New Age Outlaws come out. Crowd went nuts. They went crazy. And uh, they they looked they looked awesome. I, I wish I had a picture of Brandon's reaction when the New Age Outlaws theme song hit. Dude, my my mouth, I was literally smile ear to ear. Yeah, you're going nuts. You're 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 repeating, uh, you know, their uh, their opening monologue. Everyone, Chris, don't lie. You would do no. the same thing. I listen. I didn't. I didn't do it because I was recording. Whoops! I'm not supposed to record. But who gives a shit? I'm not. Yeah. That. Chris, don't don't and, lie. You would do, you'd be doing the same thing. No, I do the tag team champions of the world part. I, yeah. be it, I know, be too I, know I know that I would be doing. I would be smiling and reciting the. Uh, oh, you it, didn't know and everything. It, it was awesome to hear that because remember March at PWS when Godfather came out and everyone knew his thing. Yeah, yeah. That was this, and like it's a totally different crowd, mm-hmm. and they they all knew it, which was like. It was, dude. I, I can't tell you how awesome it was, but uh, that's all Brandon. Matches, that, that that's all Brandon remembers. No other matches you had. You had uh, David Otunga got squashed by Brodus Clay, which then led Jack Swagger to return. Okay, and, and shit all over New York, which everything he said I was like true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for the Knicks part, but uh, yeah, the Knicks were yeah. awesome. And then he lost to Brodus Clay. How oh, great. Yeah, and then another highlight was Santino versus Tensai, where the loser of that had to sing either Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Jingle Bells, which Vicky Guerrero had said, which was a raw active poll, and uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer won. Rigged. To which led Tensai to take the microphone and say that he didn't know that song because he's Jewish. Nice. And he said, uh, he said, if you're... Uh, I don't know. He sang the Hanukkah song, basically, and then went into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You had the shield defeating Miz and Hell No. Was Tommy Dreamer there at all? No. Okay, because I, I saw him tweet out that he was like, he's like, oh, the shield's going to be at MSG tonight. Yeah, it's just trolling. Yep, just trolling, huh? Yeah, Cesaro beat Zack Ryder. Ryback beat Paul Heyman. Team Hell No. The shield ran in. Okay. Heyman got put through a table. Heyman got put through a table? I, yeah. You gotta put more emphasis on shit like this, Brandon. You're just like, oh yeah, this happened, that happened. And the New well, Age Outlaws. Oh yeah, I think New he's Age doing Outlaws. A very, I think he's doing a very good job. I know, but Paul, Paul Heyman's first, first match at Madison Square Garden against Ryback, he was out of the ring. He wasn't even in the match. Team. The Shield ran out, attacked Ryback. Ryback's fighting him off. Shield, boom, 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 banging him down. Out comes Miz. Out comes Daniel Bryan. Out comes Kane. 
runs away the shield. Paul Heyman's left, standing over Ryback's body, lifeless. Crowd is chanting, feed me more. You got a little ECW in there. Feed me more, feed me more. Ryback gets up. Paul Heyman gets screwed. Boom, puts up in the, what is it called? Shell shocked. Shell shocked. I was going to say the shock master. I knew that wasn't correct. (laughs) Well, he'd be crashing through something, so. And then boom, goes, falls to the mat. One, two, three, wins. The shield, when they were out there, set up a table in the corner. Ryback comes back into the ring. Boom, just picks Paul Heyman and just boom, puts him through the table. And boom. Paul Heyman's left there unconscious. All the referees and staff are checking him on, checking on him after. And instead of bringing out a stretcher, they just did like, he spear him through it. No, well, you could say that, I guess. But instead he, of putting him through, he speared him through it. He put him through the table like he was on, like he picked him up on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and just like ran through the table. And boom! Yeah, and uh, instead of like helping Paul Heyman out of the ring, they. They were going to, like, catch him and, like, walk him off. He fell out of the ring. Like, they told him, and he fell out of the ring. Oh, that's awesome. Catch him. It was like, I, I started laughing at him. I was like, what the fuck? Like, if he was really injured, like, he fell out of the ring. And then, I, the, and then the, what, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I I personally, I would prefer going to a live, uh, house show than any other event because house shows, they rush everything. Once a match ends, they already have, once you hear that bell, they already have a referee running down to the ring to start up the next match. Yeah. And then the, they closed out the show with a cage match with John Cena defeating Dolph Ziggler. Nice. They had run-ins from uh, Biggie Langston and AJ who were ringside with Dolph Ziggler and the referee had gotten knocked out. So Yeah. All right. Cool. So it seems like it was a pretty good hash show. Chris, are you going tonight? No, because I can't get off of fucking work because nobody wants to cover my goddamn shift for me. Douchebags. I know. No, I'm, I'm seriously like really pissed off about it because I was asking. I've been, and you know what? Like I've been asking people for that, and also I've been asking people to cover for my New Year's shift because it's my first. You know, it's my first year as a married couple. I would like to, you know, spend it. You know, my first married New Year's Dude, together with my wife. Just don't show up. You've worked in New Year's the past two or three years. Yeah, I know. Do something else. I know, but whatever. Money is money. I mean, and, and like even tonight. I have the outdoor fucking shift where I'm going to make like a fucking 75 bucks and I'm going to be there till like 12 o'clock because they're not going to cut me. It's going to be fucking – it's going to be Fuck so that. stupid. Don't, don't show up. I'm going to – well, I'm going to go tonight and hopefully they're just like, yeah, it's going to be really cold. It's supposed to be like below freezing. Yeah. And we have these very thin fucking plastic th- screens around it. If I do, I'll just, I'm just going to bring a change of clothes and I'll just go I by vote, myself to the house show. I vote New Year's you don't show up because – Listen, listen. It's pretty shitty. People listen from your work. To, do they listen to this show? They don't even know what a fucking podcast is. Actually, my one of the bartenders that, that I work with is uh, – listens to the show but he's also one of my good friends so he's calling sick yeah tonight no yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a really stuffy nose that doesn't sound like I have a stuffy nose that takes sounds like a California call, call out quit yeah, I'm not quitting call out quit. who the but fuck if, if I if I do get taken off of work tonight maybe I'll just bring a change of clothes and go to the house show by myself you don't want to miss that opening match dude. I listen what time does it start 7 it's maybe 7.30 okay I will uh I'll try to make it there, but yeah. So uh, always good to have the uh, the house show loop after the the holiday season. I remember last I remember last year they had Dean Ambrose and I like went nuts. Yeah. yeah, last year I went I went to both of them last year. They were like a week apart. Didn't they have Dean Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan? Was it Dean? 
I, I think so. No, because he, he was doing the, he was in the world title picture. It was like against yeah, somebody. Was like yeah, a, I, I think it was Daniel Bryan. Really? Yeah. Against the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. That was at the Coliseum. Yeah. It was yeah. The, the Coliseum. Yes. Uh, I don't. Oh yeah, and that that's the uh, that's the, the tickets I got in like the old school WWF envelope that I still have. Yeah. No, the little little things that I I, I pop for. They randomly had that. Yeah, it was it was so random. I have to I'll have to tweet out a picture or something like that. Um, wait, Dean Am- wait, hold on. Did we see Dean Ambrose in June also? Wrestle a dark match in June. I wasn't there in June. Yeah, did, you didn't go. No. No. Yeah, you did. We went to the big hotel gate. Oh yeah, that's right. No, we didn't see that. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Where it was him versus Daniel Bryan. No, no. Dan- Dean Ambrose fought like a local guy in in a dark match. On- oh yeah. What was his name? Oh. It was something really familiar, and I felt like I saw that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chris Kincaid. Okay, that was it. But I, we can't figure out who we fought. <laughs> yeah. Who we fought in uh, at the holiday tour. All right. Well, we'll 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 we'll, we'll think about it. We'll work it. on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. But uh, yeah, so it is the end of 2012. Nice house show loop. Uh, good things came from the year 2012. Uh, yesterday or two days ago, I went back and I listened to Marking Out 47, which was the last episode of 2011, and a lot of interesting things that were said. Um, one thing we were talking about Ring of Honor, and we we're asking about when, what big things we will see from Ring of Honor, and Dave aptly said the year of Kevin Steen, and Dave was right. Because Ring of Honor has pretty much been Kevin Steen's uh, company this year, which I thought found interesting. Um, what else? Was- uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, it was so funny because we were talking about their tag team division and how hot their tag team division was. This year, not so much. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people left. You know, the Young Bucks really don't wrestle in Ring of Honor anymore. Um, you know, but you still have a... a you know, wrestling's greatest tag team kind of broke up because Shelton Benjamin left. So, you know, you still have a couple of things, but it's not the, the best tag team division. At the end of last year, too, we were talking about WWE. We were complaining about their tag team division, and look where the tag team division has come this year. Now we're raving about it. We can't it. stop talking about yeah, it. We're raving about it every single week on the show. Um, TNA. This is this is funny, too, because we talk- when we were talking about TNA, I'm like, Dave, what do you want to see? And you're like, I want to see a lot of give them a lot in a lot more independent guys more you know give them a, a shot and give them a look and stuff like that and we saw that a lot look yeah, what, Kenny look, King at Austin Aries look what they look what they've done with gut check yeah you know Christian York all, Christian York all these guys Joey Ryan which you know I talked about the production value I was like oh yeah I loved all those those um old uh you know those live impacts and they're doing live impacts almost every single week which is great maybe they're listening to us too I don't know um, and Dave also mentioned he wants to see the year of Dean Ambrose and the year of uh, Seth Rollins. And look at those guys being there. Dave, David was right, by the way. It was Daniel Bryan versus Dean Ambrose. It was, but he wasn't he the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, it was. He had the 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 contract, the oh, money he, in the bank contract. Okay, all right. Oh yeah, it must have been earlier than TLC. Oh yeah, it was. It was the Saturday before TLC. Yeah, it was December seventeenth. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, word word. Cool. I like cool. hearing it when I'm correct. Yeah, but yeah, Dave, Dave was a uh, oh, Dave, Dave was, you're so correct. <laughs> oh, stop. Dave was uh, Dave's correct on predictions for 2012. So let's what do we get, guys? What do we think is going to happen in 2013 in the professional wrestling world? Let's start. Do we want to do company by company or do we want to do just like everything in general? 
Uh, well, I'm going to start out with WWE ice cream bars. They're not going to be produced. Okay, I agree with you on that. <laughs> but okay, if we're talking about WWE, I'm going to go with Eve gets pregnant. I don't oh, see that. Oh come on! Don't Who knows? That, that, that could be a possibility, but she just got married. Yeah, they might want to wait though. You know, she's got a she's got a healthy career going on right now. Uh, I don't see that. I see the year of Dolph Ziggler. I see this being his, you know, his big year, finally cashing yeah. in money in the bank briefcase, having a very strong run with the world heavyweight title. Um, I see CM Punk breaking the streak. What streak? The Undertaker what streak? streak. Undertaker streak. Oh uh, no! Undertaker see streak. What I want to have, what I want to see happen is Kane versus Undertaker three, and have I, I, the only person I could see beating Undertaker is Kane. Yeah, that's the thing too. I want the only person I want to see beating Kane, uh, being the Undertaker is Kane. Storyline okay. wise, the only thing that would make sense, yes, it would catapult CM Punk, but the only re- the only thing that would make sense is Kane. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, but okay, but we could talk about who we want to face in the street. But what do we want to see in 2013 WWE wise? I want to see a really good WWE 14 game. Yeah, especially THQ apparently filing for bankruptcy. So. Yeah. But I think that like that game is still good to go because they've already been developing it probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I too, but. But uh, what else? What else? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say more high flying. Uh, I think that the Divas division is going to be very good this year in WWE. I feel like they're going to work on that and build that up. And at the end of the year, we'll be actually talking about it. Okay. Yeah, but, more rider for sure. I need it. We we need it. We have to. Yeah. Well, we'll see how episode 100 of Z True Long Island story goes. Um, I, I think Hulk Hogan will still be wrestling in TNA. Yeah. Well, we, we he'll be wrestling in TNA, or he's just going to be a part of TNA. I think uh, I'll, I'll be. He'll still be in TNA. Wait, let's stay with okay. WWE real fast. Okay. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, TNA or WWE? Jeff Hardy. WWE. Uh, I'm gonna say TNA for Jeff Hardy. I'm gonna say WWE for Matt Hardy. I'm gonna say that they both go to WWE. Dudley Boys, WWE, TNA. 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 Shelton Benjamin. WWE. Yeah, WWE. They're not gonna use them properly. Who else? Who else can we name here? I don't know. Who else do you want to name here? I don't know. Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam's going to be TNA. Sammy Callahan. Ooh, that's that's tough. How about their fucking WWE Network? I don't think we'll see what WWE, WWE I, Network. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see a WWE Network in 2013. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to be released. I don't think, uh, you know, going on to more independent levels and stuff like that, I think Ring of Honor-wise, I think we're really not going to be talking about Ring of Honor that much because we I, didn't really talk about it this year. You I know, agree. I think that Ring of Honor is starting to slip down the slope and it's not looking good for them. It's not at the promise as it was. Don't get me and wrong. I feel like a lot of indep- other independent promotions are starting to climb to the level that Ring of Honor is and they've got to watch out. Yeah. Um, because there's other promotions out there that are nipping on their ass. Yeah, nipping on their ass. Um, you talk about wrestlers, Brandon. El Generico, WWE TNA. Uh, TNA. Honestly, I don't see either. I agree with you on that one. Actually. But I would love, I would fucking love for them to bring in El Generico to WWE as El Generico. Like, you couldn't change that gimmick. You couldn't change his entrance. Pay them for their entrance theme and everything. If if they pay now, I don't even know. I, I just know that, like, that as a whole package coming to WWE would be fucking insane. I don't think I'd say to. National Pro Wrestling Day is going to be a huge success. I'm going to be down there. I plan on going. <laughs> um, Pennsylvania. I, 
Yeah, Philly. Come on. Philadelphia, West Side. No. Yeah, I think Nash I think National Pro Wrestling Day is gonna be a huge success. I think WrestleMania weekend in in general, not just WrestleMania itself, is going to be a monster success. You and know what's kind of disappointing about this year's WrestleMania? What? That it's, it's out, like outdoors. No, and- not not that it's outdoors because it's not gonna be fucking extremely hot, but like last year was well, this past year's was like a lot of fun that weekend. Yeah. Like it was a lot of fun. Like I got to eat a tuna fish sandwich in the hotel room. Like we're not gonna be able to go back to a hotel room and eat a tuna fish sandwich or anything. It's just it's gonna be a lot of commuting, right? And it's exactly. not gonna, there's, there's gonna be no Supermans involved, and there's gonna be no black chicks grinding up on Brandon. <laughs> right? It yeah. was, wasn't it David though? No, no, it was you. Oh, it was you. And there's gonna be no yes, yes, yes chance at the bar. Dave's not commenting because because that was the most draining weekend of Dave's life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that again. I'm not. I'm pr- I'll probably go to one wrestling event besides WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, no. It looks like it, we have optimistic hopes for uh, WWE and I think TNA also. Yeah, TNA. I think we're looking on the bright side of it. I, I think, think that they're gonna build up. I think they're. I think they will sign more independent. Uh, Wrestlers, I think Aces and Eights is just going to take over TNA this year. Do you think that Aces at the end of the, this time next uh, next year? Do you think that Aces and Eights will still be around, or do you think they'll be separated? I think they're going to be. I think they'll be taken over, and I think one guy out of that entire people I will stand at is going to be Doc. Are they going to be Mass or no? Or will they still be Mass? Mass what? Will they still be? Will they still be under yeah, Mass? Will they still have their no, Mass? Absolutely not. So they're, they're going to lose their mask, but they're so they're going to lose their mask, but they'll still be around yeah. and taking over. Yeah. You don't think any of them will still have their mask? No, I think they'll all be on mask by the end of the year. I don't I think, know. I kind of feel like I think this is going to fizzle out. I don't maybe think, during the around summertime or a little bit later on. I feel like they're going to go their different ways. Okay, I can see that. But if anybody's going to emerge out of this in TNA, I think it's going to be Doc, and I think he's going to have a very long and lengthy run. In Impact Wrestling, because I think they're going to be able to utilize him properly and use a lot, you and use his uh, characters to the best of their abilities. So, you know, independent wrestling wise, other than Ring of Honor, I can I see a lot of good things. You know, I think PWG is going to keep to the standard that it is at. I think Jakarta just keeps getting better and better. PWS, I, you know, PWS is is just NYWC. Yeah, you know, and I see big things coming from the Big O this year. I was talking about NYWC, I think this is his year to shine. I think this is the year where, you know, in 2000... This is the year that this, he breaks out. Yeah, this is, you know, in 2012, it was the year that, you know, he... Rookie, you, he, he was by far the rookie of the year yeah. of this year. Next year is his breakout year. Yeah, he's going to break out and do big things. And, you know, if he gets signed or if he doesn't get signed, I think he's going to be doing a lot of big things this year. So, yeah, keep your eye out for him. Keep your eye out for everything that's going to go on in 2013. So, at the end of 2013, we can... Just play this clip and see if do we want to. Do you want to predict who the champion is? WWE champion at the end of the year. WWE champion at the end of the year. Yeah, I hope. I really do hope CM Punk. I, I don't see that, but I do. I think it's gonna be John Cena. I'm going Dolph Ziggler. The WWE champion. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold the fuck up. We need to predict two different champions then. Why you want to predict world champion too? Well, world champion, you're predicting Dolph Ziggler now. All right, yeah, I'll go. I, I mean, world champion uh, Ziggler. I just, I would love to see, because let's let's face it, there's nobody coming close right now to CM Punk in the modern age. No, so why not just keep it going? 
because it's I true. Th- yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's not, like, it's, not, it's, it's not like we were complain. Like uh, everybody was complaining when Cena was champion. How I barely, right. I barely hear complaints about CM Punk being champion for so long. It's not something that I see getting stale, and it's something CM Punk's just that, that all around wrestler that can do anything. I agree. I agree with that one. But yeah, so what do we? So 2013. I'm hoping Ziggler and Punk. I'm gonna say Cena and Ziggler. I just feel like maybe they're gonna do something just to put the strap back on Cena after WrestleMania. I, I'm gonna agree with Punk and Punk and uh, Ziggler. All right, so we'll see uh, the last day of December. December. Like, I, I can't. I I I don't think I could see John Cena with a strap on right now. Like there's no way. Right there's now, absolutely. Or like in, in next, I don't, think I I don't want to see, see it. John Cena with a strap on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, none on that. No, let's just get the shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Paul, Paul, Paul. This one goes to sh- this shameless plug goes to Paul at Paulie Waffles. He sent us a picture from his from a WWE event that he went to. And he was saying that he was listening to our podcast before he was going. So thank you for listening. Yeah, in Detroit, right? I'm not too sure. I think Possibly. Yeah. Also, tickets for the um WWE Hall of Fame ha- ceremony have gone on, well, have not gone on sale. The pre-sale has begun. The past pre-sale password is famous. And the official uh, sale of the tickets will go on sale January 12th. So before uh, the pre-sale ends January 11th. And the pre-sale t- uh, password, once again, is famous. Can you, now that this password is famous, can you say your line, your, your famous quote-unquote line? The free sale password is make me famous. Oh, did you hear that, guys? He said make me famous. Yeah, maybe we'll have to. Use, <laughs> maybe we'll have to use the Dave uh, Brandon shoutouts bumper this week. And it's the end of the year, so we're gonna get. Well, I'm gonna give the NYWC Livewire a shameless plug. Go follow them at NYWC underscore Livewire. It's hosted by NYWC Sign Guy Jason and Brian. He they both have a variety of guests coming on from NYWC and. They always talk every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. on YouTube. And then your third shameless plug, Dave? No, that's it. That, that was, was it. That was it? Just two? Yeah, that was three. No, it's three. Wow. One, two, three. Jeez, thanks for listening, Chris. Well, I listen to the podcast, and I like you, you fucking dick. Anyway, Chris's match of the week. You don't listen. <laughs> Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Air Fox versus Rich Swan from Open. The Ultimate Gate 2012 will be posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash marking out. Brandon, what are you shouting out? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout outs. Make me famous. First shout out goes to prank phone calls. You're never too old to enjoy a nice prank call. Uh, just, just make sure you don't harass people. That's not funny anymore. Like, if just don't harass people. Uh, second shout out has to be for Cosby Day. It's a brand new holiday that starts on December 25th and ends January 8th, making it 15 days of pudding. So be sure to celebrate. What the fuck? That. Where is that? Uh, it's just it's just uh, a friend of mine and I came up with it. So I'm solidifying the rules. And, and who is this holiday based off of? You know, it's based off of the mandolino pudding. Pretty sure everybody knows Bill Cosby. Great, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Who's Bill Cosby? Should have his own day. Should have his own. 15. Now, why are you doing fifteen days? I don't know. It's just something he said. My my friend said so. Fifteen days of pudding. It is. Brandon, you don't have friends. 
Yes, I do. You said last week that you have no friends to shout out. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to fucking throw out names like that. I'm not a... <laughs> yeah, after last week, I think we already thrown out everybody. Yeah. Well, for your guys' spectrum. But as soon as I heard the New Age Outlaws were wrestling at Madison Square Garden, I knew I had to go. Oh, you didn't know. They get the shout-out. They get the shout-out? Yeah. Thank you for changing my life, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Yeah, dude, are you fu- – fuck you. I didn't say that. I just thanked them for doing what they did, which now sounds like something else to be – Saying what needs to be said. Yeah. Mark. Yeah, and speaking of being a mark, let's get on to it. It's our – Mark out moment of the week. Brandon, just, just keep going. No, let David, you, Dave, Well, all right, let's just start with, uh, I had no idea that New Age Outlaws were going to be on the house show until Brandon gave me a call. He was all giggly and happy, like he just went to the dentist and was on happy gas. He was he was ecstatic that he was gonna, going to get the chance to see the New Age Outlaws. Then he found out that they were going to be wrestling Rhodes Scholars, and he lost his shit. Yeah, he did, and he texted me too. He's like, oh my god, New Age Outlaws. Hoogly boogly. I didn't, you can't breathe in a text message, Chris. I wasn't. <laughs> yes, you were. Yeah, you wrote dot, 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 panting breath, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> No, honestly, like, come on. In 2012 in WWE, would you ever have thought you would see the road dog Jesse James tagging up with the badass Billy Gunn, the new age outlaws? Mark. No, would, come on. Are you kidding me? And people have to hear this. No, like, how. <laughs> yeah, people listening are like, wow, Brandon's getting very adamant about this. It's amazing. Dude, you don't understand. First of all, <laughs> the top five favorite tag teams of all time i believe they were on my list like come on are you serious bro i'm just laughing at you right now for you getting so excited about this <laughs> it's the new age outlaws how could you not oh no i got i got excited about it i won't really want it made more of a reason for me wanting to go to the house show but i still can't get off so yeah it gave me a reason like honestly if i was able to go i would yeah but you know what? Whatever. It, it, it's fine. It happens. Were they selling like New Age Aloe shirts, Brandon? No, and that they should have been selling glow sticks or something like the DX glow sticks or something DX related. Like they didn't have anything. Oh. And it said, I don't know if like people knew that they were going to be on this tour or not, but there was like Madison Square Garden. Like that, you've heard of a garden pop before. That was up there, and there wasn't even like close to a sellout. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think tonight's gonna be a salad either. I think I could just walk up and get tickets. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could get like twenty dollars tickets at the time. Yeah, speaking of uh, wrestling shows, before we we uh, end this, I just have to say, like, to wrestling fans, get there on time. Don't fucking show up late and come sit in front of me in the middle of a match. Like, don't try and configure fucking seats. That makes me miss moves and shit that I want to see. And if you're gonna have a, a baby. And you have and you're sitting in four seats, but you really have three tickets. Don't fucking argue with the people who have the other tickets over there. Like, get the fuck up, move the baby, move the baby into the third seat. And if you're having a fucking baby, again, this goes back to TLC. Don't fucking touch me. I don't need to know another baby. Like, babies don't need to touch me. Keep your hand to yourself. Are you kidding me? 
Like, are you serious right now? Like, how old are you? One? Don't touch me. Learn manners. Disgusting. Are you done? No, I don't know. You guys ever been touched by a baby? Yeah, I have a three-year-old niece. Yeah, but something you embrace. You don't embrace a stranger coming up to you and be like... I, I high-five little kids all the time. It's great. Ouch. Yeah, so there we go. I've been touched by kids. That sounds so bad. Oh, my God. Did you just say that? Yeah. But Dave has touched and been touched by little kids. There we go. So come on. No, come on. But seriously, Brandon, are you done with your rant? Yeah, but no, seriously, kids, don't touch me. Okay, great. Everybody don't touch Brandon. And uh, No, yeah. everybody can touch Brandon, just yeah. not kids. Yeah, just everybody touch Brandon and take pictures of Brandon don't and post him, on the, post him on the internet. Do not touch me. Have a happy new year. Do not drink. Do not drive. If you're going to drink... Don't drive. Yeah, don't drive. But anyway, that's our podcast for this week. Next week, the first marking out of 2013. Uh, we, we will talk about what do we get? Oh, we're not going to we'll talk about what happened at the end. Oh, marking out 100 is yes. next week. I'm marking out 100. Mark, Today is episode 99. Next week, we'll be marking out one hundo. Today's Wayne Gretzky uh, episode. Yeah, the Wayne Gretzky episode. So uh, that's our podcast for this week. So uh, markingout.com, twitter.com. Twitter.com slash marking out, Facebook.com slash marking out. Um, thank you to Ring Roll Rebellion for our theme music. Thank you to Nick Matojo for our logo. Uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher Radio and iTunes as well. So for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you a happy and healthy new year and wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week and next year on the podcast. Yes! Ha <laughs> ha